All right, we are right back here with Coach Mayo Life Works with Coach Mayo. Guys, listen, we're having a great time with this series. This is series number two, episode number three, where life works better with scripture. Man, episode one was great, just kind of giving you a background on what the Bible is all about, the history about it, how did it come up about, how was it uh, created, and then on last week, man, we had a really great time. We were talking about translations and the importance of the translations and really breaking down the reading and the studying and the great explanations that Coach Bell gave, and he had an awesome guest here on last week, Coach, uh, well, Coach E, I guess, should I call him that? <laughs> e. Josiah, motivational speaker. speaking there. Right. <laughs> he came in from Paducah, Kentucky, and really had a great time with him. He's a millennial, 23 years of age, and it was just really fun to hear his uh, mindset on studying the Bible and how God is using him in a miraculous way on those college campuses out there. So, Coach Mayo, you really had a great uh, guest there on last week. Yes. It was really good. Yes, I, I enjoyed the interaction there. It was and, really uh, good. Yeah. And then right after the session, we uh, I did sneak in a little coaching session there, and he ended up with an assignment. So Wow. Yeah. We may have to bring him back one day to kind of talk about his assignment and yes. how he did with that, if he's okay to share. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Very good. So, guys, listen, we're going to jump right on in this thing with Coach Mel. You know, uh, today we're going to break down Scripture. So give you guys an opportunity. You know, Coach Mel wants us to go to Psalms 1, yes. and that's verse 1 through 3. Psalms 1 verses one two three and so maybe if you guys have your smartphones you can pull that up now if you like me i like a little old school flipping and highlighting yeah. so i still go to that and journaling so give you guys an opportunity uh, to do that as we recap of what we're going to be discussing today now you gave us five ways coach mel on how to just really grasp scripture mm -hmm. and today we're going to take those five ways or five steps and implement that in psalms one one through three so i'm excited about yes. that. Yes, all right. Very good. And uh, as we talked about uh, the five ways to really get a good grasp on scriptures, to think of it as a hand, to get a handle on it, mm -hmm. get a hand on it, as we say. Uh, the first one is to read it and then study, memorize, meditate, and apply. Mm -hmm. And the application part is that opposable thumb that is most definitely human, mm -hmm. and it's, it, it's what can make you a superhuman spiritually oh, wow. by the application mm -hmm. of those scriptures. Because mm -hmm. if you just imagine now, if you, if you have a book and you're holding it in an open hand, mm -hmm. anyone can come and take it away. But if you apply it and you apply that thumb there, you can put a grip on it, mm. and you oh, how interesting, yeah. and, and 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 you have you you have a hold of it, and it has a hold of you. That's right. I, I, that, I never thought how important a thumb was, other than hitching a ride. Yeah, well, we hitch a ride to glory. How about that? That's right, but not right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I still have a little time here, Coach Bell. Yes, we do, <laughs> and and we're going to use that time with the scripture. Remember, life works, and life works better. With hope that we saw in the first series, yes. life works better with Scripture. And by the way, the reason life works so well with Scripture is because Scripture is a well of hope. Mm, and so, it's a love letter. So I remember you yes. said that. Girls, you know, we're kind of syrupy. So yeah. I love that. It's a love letter from yes. God. That's great. And, and so keeping those things in mind that, uh, that the Bible is, uh, it's not just a book. Uh, the Bible is your book. Mm. Uh, God wrote that just for you. I'm if, if you had been the only one still around, 
God feels that every person is important enough to, to communicate with them. And uh, we'll talk later on, and uh, uh, even later on, maybe in this series, that Scripture uh, tells us other ways that God communicates to us. Uh, scripture is one. Another way is creation. Mm. God communicates through creation. So right. we'll be talking what the Scripture tells us or what we can learn about God through creation. Mm. And then God also communicates us with us through our conscience. And all three of those are talked about in the Bible. Mm. And so we'll, we'll take a look at that. We'll read and study some of those places. But for today, mm. uh, we're going we're gonna to just uh, apply some of this mm-hmm. as to how we can help Scripture work in our lives to let life work better. And uh, remember the, uh, having a conversation with Scripture. I like that. Yes. And so what do I mean have a conversation with Scripture? Well, when, when you and I have a conversation, mm-hmm. t- tell me about that. What happens when you and I have a conversation? I mean, we engage. You okay. know, we talk back and forth. We bounce ideas off of each other. I, I get insight on things that I'm sharing with you, and I learn a lot. You know, I'm listening, but I'm also engaging in conversation. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, so I, I go back to that, uh, that thought here that we just were talking about. Mm-hmm that uh, we want to have a conversation with Scripture. And when we read it, to see it more as a conversation. Mm-hmm. That this is God talking to me. And then we get a little bit into the study aspect when we start talking then in response to the Scripture. Mm-hmm. When we start asking some questions. Right. And when we just start making statements and we start uh, making observations. Uh, that's, that's how we do. That's how the mental process works with conversation. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're going to have a conversation with this scripture today. All right, right? let's this do is, it. I, this is God's letter to us. And, and now, again, one of the uh, primary uh, parts and points about reading is that uh, the Bible is talked about as water, the water of the word, Ephesians chapter 5. It says that we're made clean by the water of the word. And it doesn't matter how much, uh, how much water you, you have in your house or you may be standing by a river, but until you immerse yourself in that or expose yourself to that water, it's not going to clean you any. Just looking at water is not going to clean you. That's right. So just looking at the Scripture, just looking at that Bible or looking at that app on the iPhone or mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. smartphone, it's not going to do you any good. But as you engage with it to let the water flow through me, and, and that happens as I read it. And uh, someone has said, well, uh, I don't have time to read, but uh, I can listen. I listen to music. I even listen to podcasts mm-hmm. like they're listening to this one That's right, right now. Right. Uh, you can listen to Scripture. Mm-hmm. Those apps that I talked about, the version, you can go to any chapter in the Bible, and, and it'll play it for you in a number of, of different translations. Different translations. So right. today we're, we're going to be looking at the first psalm. And as we said last time, mm-hmm. uh, the book of Psalms was a songbook for the Hebrew temple. Jewish temple, and uh, this number one psalm is was like, uh, could we say that it was number one on the charts? Absolutely. On, on the temple charts. And it's still there. It's still there. <laughs> <laughs> this first psalm has been number one for millennia. Millennia, yes. <laughs> okay, and, and just, just listen to this now. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read uh, I'm going to read the entire psalm. It's only okay. six verses long, but then mm-hmm. we're going to concentrate on the first three verses. Okay. In what translation? I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version, the okay. ESV. Okay. And I have the Message Bible. Okay. okay. So go ahead. And so we, we can kind of talk about that, okay. you know, as to uh, a difference that, that uh, they may bring out there. 
okay, just, uh, just listen to this and, and just imagine that this is uh, heavenly water that is running through your mind and through your spirit as you read this because it, the Word does tell us that it's like water and it washes us. So just listen to this and experience this, this spiritual bath. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree that's planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Wow. I like to read the Message Bible, if that's okay. On okay, sure. sure. You know, and, and like uh, E. Josiah said last week, you know, the Message Bible, that's kind of my go-to. It's like a laid-back, almost like... Um, you know, lay back relevant words that are out there. So okay, let's, uh, it let's says hear this. It. it says, how well God must like you. You don't hang out at sin salons or saloons. You don't slink around uh, or along dead end roads. You don't go to smart mouth college. Instead, you thrill to God's word. You chew on scripture day and night. You're, you're a tree replanted in Eden, bearing fresh fruit every month, never dropping a leaf, always in blossom. You're not at all like the wicked who are mere windblown dust without defense in court, unfit company for innocent people. God charts the road you take. The road they take is Skid Row. That is wonderful. Isn't that something? Yes. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing how the same thing is being said, but in two different distinctly different translations. Yes, yes. And, and that's that's why it's good to, to access different translations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, it's like, uh, so having, again, a conversation with Scripture, so as I read it from the English Standard Version, then it was like we had a conversation with Scripture and a conversation with our Creator, and we said, now, Lord, how, how might you say that again just maybe a little differently? Right. So then we heard it from the message translation. Mm -hmm. All right. Just a little different there. Mm -hmm. And... So we're uh, just just by reading, we expose ourselves to the water of the word, and uh, that that's our our introduction uh, to the scripture. And then the next thing we were going to do was study. Now, what we do when we study is you look at the individual uh, words that are used, because the, a conversation is is words, and words uh, have to have a context in order to have meaning, and each word has a meaning, and each group of words can have a, a certain meaning. And the way words are grouped in one language may not uh, have the same meaning as it does in another language. So that's why it's important to, to read what different people's understanding of a translation would be. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but here in, in this uh, first passage here, first verse, uh, we're going to look at a few of the words. Blessed is the man, or blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Okay, now, uh, just as an observation, the, just in having a conversation with the Scripture, says, blessed is the man, or blessed is the person. Mm -hmm. Okay, what, what is a blessed person? Hmm. Okay, uh, if, uh, if you see someone that, uh, that is 
uh, that has purpose in life and they're fulfilled and they not only have their basic needs met, but they're also able because of, of uh, that blessing to help others have needs met and help others to even meet their own needs and help others meet the needs of others. I mean, all those things, when I, when I would see someone like that, I would think, now that person is blessed. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, this is going to give me a description of what the blessed life is. Now, um, as I look here on the study aspect of this in the Blue Letter Bible, I go to a concordance, and it tells me that that, uh, that Hebrew word uh, for blessed uh, means happy or content. Mm-hmm. Right? That, uh, that, that so this happy is, is the man that walketh. Yes. If you, wanna, if you want to put another word in there in place of blessed, so happy is the man yes. that walketh in the counsel. It's telling you if you walk in the counsel of God, um, you'll be happy. Yes. But if you don't, yes. there's a flip side to that. Yes. Hmm. And, and so, so we, we start out here with a, with a negative side. So blessed is the man who avoids certain things. Mm-hmm. And I think this is real interesting here that, that the, this, uh, this psalm would start out with saying that someone is blessed according to what they avoid. Yes. Wow. And so uh, see, th- this is where the studying of Scripture where we just make observations of it, have a conversation. Well, what is blessed, and, and, and what does this tell us about a blessed person? Well, it starts out telling us some things that, uh, that, he, that a blessed person doesn't do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take just a little moment right here, and we're going to maybe jump to the, to the last one there on some application. And I'm just going to have a conversation with, uh, with you who are listening to this podcast yeah. and say right now, what are some things that would really make you a happier person if you avoided them? Mm. I'll tell you what would make me happy. Tell me. Negativity. Negativity. I have to stay away from it. Okay. it it's draining to me. And it, and it, and it kind of takes away from my happy place. So I stay away from that. Okay, negativity in what, in what manner, in what ways? Um, um, pessimistic people okay always negative all the time um you know you can say oh it's so beautiful outside oh it's hot it's just so hot outside and and i hate going outside when it's hot and sunny but you know my side is it's beautiful outside the sun is shining everybody's great the 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 grass is green you know but someone else can say you know it's too hot and you know it's just finding a negative to every positive that you have and so i try to separate myself from those type of people who are always pessimistic Okay, and, and that's exactly what the word here says. It says to avoid those, don't, don't take counsel from the wicked. Mm. Mm. Right? And now uh, a wicked person, so let, let's take a look at this here on, on the study aspect of this. I'm in the Blue Letter Bible. Uh, let's see. And I think another word for wicked is also ungodly, which would be something yes. that's the opposite of being godly. Okay, and yes, uh, and so a, a wicked person is someone that would be hostile towards God. That's the meaning of that word there. So uh, someone who is hostile, if, if someone is hostile towards you, uh, the ways that they would treat you, then that's the way that some people would treat God, being hostile. Mm-hmm. So if someone speaks bad about God, that's being hostile. Mm-hmm. If someone avoids God, if someone avoids you, that is a way of, uh, of passive aggression, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Uh, 
and of uh, of, of being uh, uh, passive, some passive hostility would you know, be like uh, avoiding. That word that you are speaking of, um, hostile, mm-hmm. you know, hostile is, it's, it's even a stronger word than being mad or upset. I mean, hostile has a, a great deal of um, aggression to it. Yes, it's, it's almost madder than mad, if you will. Yeah, well, it's it's someone who's mad and who acts like it, mm-hmm. and who does mm-hmm. something about it. So the application of anger is hostility. Uh, so we're, we're talking about expressed anger mm-hmm. is hostility, mm-hmm. and so uh, someone who who is uh, who is hostile. Uh, so if you want to be happy, then don't follow the advice or the counsel of people who are hostile towards God. Mm-hmm. Now you notice there's, a, there's also a, a, a digression here. He says, blessed is the man who walks not and then stands not and sits not. Mm. Okay, there's a digression there. Mm-hmm. It starts out first walking. Walk. And so we first just start walking along with people. We just start spending a little time, you know, just kind of moving along with people who don't take God seriously. Mm-hmm who may be hostile towards God. And then the next thing you know, we're standing in, in their company. Mm-hmm. We're just hanging out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's kind of like walking down the street with someone and you don't really know them and so they don't have much effect on you. But then if you, if you stop where they stop and start spending a little time with them, Start standing, start mm-hmm. interacting. That's a digression. And you start bonding. It's some form of bonding with them. Yes, mm. that's correct. And then the, the final one there in verse 1 is to sit in the seat of scoffers. And that is to, to really get comfortable. When we sit down, we're, we're talking about getting comfortable. So we, we get comfortable with people who don't take God seriously mm-hmm. and people who criticize God. Mm-hmm. A scoffer is a critic someone who's critical. Mm-hmm. And it amazes me as to how people can find things wrong with God. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of times it's, it's based on their past experiences yes. and, and their hurts, really. It's, mm-hmm. it's more, it goes beyond the experiences, but it's the hurt and the disappointment, and they tend to attach God to that because of the lack of understanding. I think by reading this scripture, even the one that we're talking about today brings more clarity to that and it helps them get out of uh in that pit that they've been placed in or have placed themselves in yes yes you're right this is good this is really 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 good and so if what this verse right here tells me just an observation here from reading it and then doing a bit of study Mm -hmm. that's it look at it in detail look at the words that are used look for patterns that may be developing there Mm -hmm. so we see a pattern that goes from walking to standing to sitting i see yeah. And so this, this way away from the blessed life mm-hmm. is progressive. Mm. So that kind of tells me that the way to the blessed life is also progressive. Right. And, and it's like it's casual too, though. Yes. It's very, it starts out uh, very casual. Saddle, mm-hmm. It's kind of subtle, but definitely casual. So, and I want to give an, ex, a, an example. Kind of like if you're out and you meet someone, you say, you know, I think I know you. Do I know you? And so right now you're walking. You know, and you say, oh, yes, I do know you. Now you're standing yep. because now you you have a connection and you're trying to figure out where I know you, how I know you. Oh, it's good to see you again, blah, 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 blah. And then what's the next thing we typically say when we're out? Let's go grab coffee someday. Let, yeah. Let's go grab lunch. Yeah. So now we're sitting. Yes. And that's how casual it can actually be. Yes. Wow. And it, it, it's very subtle. 
Yeah. And uh, and it, it digresses. Mm. Now, just as uh, a person is blessed by what you don't do, right? You're also blessed by what you do. Right, right. <laughs> And that's where it picks up in verse 2. So a key word that we're looking for, for in, in the study of the Scripture are, are words uh, of contrast, like this little three-letter English word, but. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we see that word, we know there's a contrast coming. And uh, it, it, it's kind of like uh, that the most important thing that someone is saying to you is what they say after they use that conjunction of but. They may say, oh, yeah, I really want to do this. I, man, I'd love to go with you. I'd love to be there and all that. But, mm. okay, what they just said is not important at all. That's right. It's what comes after the but <laughs> right. that, uh, that, that makes the difference here. So we're looking at this as a contrast. So, but, his delight, mm. whose delight? The delight of the blessed person. Mm. So the delight of the blessed person is in the law of the Lord. Now, the, the, the word law is, uh, is just one of the des- descriptions that's used in the Scripture of the Scripture. Mm-hmm. It's talked about as the law of the Lord. It's talked about His precepts, His guidelines, His directives. Uh, but uh, it, it uses the word law here. Mm-hmm. And it simply means the, the, the full body of God's communication to this person. Mm-hmm. So the full counsel of God. Not just the scriptures that are the ones that I love the best, but even those that I don't particularly like because they convict me. That's right. That's that's part of the law, and I need to take delight in those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, when we think about law, you know, Coach Mel, we, most people think put it in a negative connotation. So they're thinking about law. Oh, well, you know, that's the law. That's the law. It's a law for here. Where, you know, if you look at it in a different um, definition, which is why it's so important as you're doing today, is pulling up definitions for keywords. Yes. So we all understand what law means, but a lot of times we put a negative to it. Law is neutral. It can be negative or positive. It's how you spin it. And so when I look at law, I'm going to another definition. Another definition you gave for law are guidelines. Yes, instruction. And structure instruction and direction. Yes. And so now when you start using some softer terms, it you can digest it, which is one of your five ways to grab uh-huh. scripture. You can digest it better because now I'm saying, hey, you know, this is, uh, he delights in the law of the Lord where he delights in his direction for his people. Yes. Giving us instruction and, and uh, direction on where we need to go. So then that gives it a, a better light and you're th- like, you think better of it. But you can only do that when you're going in and, and really studying Scripture and getting the definitions of different words that are being used. Because although we normally know what that means, when you go and look it up again, it's something about that, Coach Mel. When I go back and I look up a word that I normally know the definition from, of when I go and look it up, and as it relates to Scripture, it gives a whole new meaning. Yes. And it's amazing. It's almost like I never knew what that word meant all along. It's, <laughs> it's really cool. I, I really like it. Yes, that, that reminds me of, uh, of a saying that, that I really like, that it isn't what we don't know that bothers us the most. It's what we think we know. Mm, that's right. So, yeah, I, I think I know what law means. No, well, let's look it up. And so here we look it up, and that Hebrew word for law actually means instruction or a directive. Mm. So it's not that he's laying down the law. It's that he's given us some instruction. So when my delight comes in the instruction now why why would why would anyone want to delight and now let let's just uh go a little deeper here and look at that word delight now again i'm in the blue letter bible you don't have to know hebrew 
to do this, even though it's going to show you what the Hebrew is. Mm-hmm. But you're going to be able to do this. It's a, a delight or a good pleasure or a longing or a desire. Mm. Right? So the good pleasure, uh, a, a blessed person is someone who gets good pleasure out of the Lord's instruction. Yeah. So oh. to, to have an understanding that, that God loves me, that's why he tells me some things I should do mm-hmm. and some things I shouldn't do. And there are certain things I should avoid. And, you know, this, uh, as a matter of fact, there was a millennial I was having a conversation with one time about uh, the necessary act of obedience or applying Scripture. And they said, "Ah, Coach Mill, I really don't like that word obedience. I said, why is that? I said, well, it just kind of like something I have to do. Well, that is a, that's a very gross misunderstanding of that, of that aspect that there. Right. What it, uh, to obey uh, a command is uh, first to understand that uh, a command apart from relationship and obedience apart from relationship is legalism Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and is uh, rules and regulations. But obedience with relationship is covenant. So when God Mm -hmm. gives me a command, he's inviting me into covenant. And he's saying, I want to bless you. And as you obey this command, it is a, a doorway that you can walk through to enter into covenant with me. Mm-hmm. And God blesses through covenant. And so I secure and, and, and get more secure in a covenant with God as I obey him. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to be secure with my creator. That's a beautiful way of saying that um, with the, the word obedience obey it establishes a covenant with god yes um, because it says you know what i'm okay with obeying with what you have me to do i trust i trust the outcome of my obedience it's relationship yes it's relationship you have a relationship uh and and i can tell you this the way that you respond and the way you feel about a command of scripture Mm -hmm. will tell me what your relationship to god is Mm That's good. That's good. <laughs> and I if you tell it. me, oh, I don't, I don't like this, or I, I don't, I don't like this command, or don't mm-hmm. like obeying. Well, okay, what you're telling me is that you don't really like the commander, right? Ooh. Because we can't love the commander and despise his commands. That's right. As That's a matter right. of fact, in another psalm, uh, the psalmist says that that uh, that the Lord has commanded his covenant, mm. so that he gives us his covenant through commands, mm-hmm. and I enter into that. So my delight, my pleasure is in his instruction. And in his instruction, I meditate. I think about it. I let it simmer. I read it several times, and so just read it until it actually becomes part of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I begin to digest it. And, of course, one of the uh, first rules of memorization is repetition. Mm-hmm. So you just read through it many times, expose yourself to it. And, and eventually uh, you get clean, and you get clean enough that it actually starts becoming part of you, and you memorize it. Then you can meditate on it, and that meditation is digesting that. And it's only when you digest food that you get energy and strength from it. Mm-hmm. So you, can't, you, can't, you can get cleaner, and you can get some inspiration by mm-hmm. just reading the Word, mm-hmm. but until you meditate on it, you can't get strength from it. Well, let me ask you, Coach Mel, because what we, um, because the sake of time, you know, those two scriptures would kind of stop right there. But when you talk about meditating, because that that those are that's one of the five key yes. steps to grab scripture. Mm-hmm. 
let's talk about meditation because I do know I do a meditation, you know, in the mornings and sometimes at night, but I'm focusing on nothing mm-hmm. for 10 minutes, which is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. <laughs> but, you know, I'm meditating and everything is totally quiet. So when you say meditate, can you explain to the listening audience exactly what that looks like? What is meditation and how do you implement that? Yes. Okay. Now, you mentioned something, uh, a real important concept there. When you try to just not give your attention to anything, mm-hmm. we just try to focus on nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's always been a, a challenge for me. How do I think about nothing? I mean, nothing is a word, and nothing always ends up being something. Right, right, that's right. <laughs> and and we always have uh, some type of uh, of, of stimuli, mm-hmm. or I do at least in my mind. And uh, there's a, a different uh, understandings culturally. Uh, there are different understandings about meditation, uh, Eastern meditation, and some of the mystic uh, Eastern mystic religions. Uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, they talk about meditation as as being that kind where you just try to empty your mind of everything. Right. And uh, scriptural meditation is more of what you fill your mind with mm-hmm. rather than what you empty it of. Mm. Right. And I want to give this illustration. When I was just a boy, uh, Uncle Herm, an uncle that I've talked about a time or two, yeah. uh, he told me I need to put some clean water in the water trough for the animals. So it was a big water trough, and I, and I was thinking, man, I need to pick it up and dump it out. It's, I don't have a bucket to empty it with, and I, I, I can't pick it up. and dump. So how am I going to do this? And then he asked me a question. He said, what would happen if you just turned the clean water on there and let it run for a while? Hmm. I said, okay. So I turned that clean water on, and it ran for a while. And you know what? Just run that clean water in there, it floated out all of the bad water. Wow. And I didn't have to empty it out mm. with anything. You're preaching now. You're <laughs> preaching now, Coach Vale. I love Come on. it. <laughs> That's some of Uncle Herm's wisdom yes, there. Okay, yes. so I didn't have to empty it out. So I'm just saying that it's not what you erase from mm. your mind. It's what you replace in your mind yeah. that mm. makes a difference. And that's why replacing my thoughts of anger or fear, uh, replacing those with uh, the Scripture, and like this scripture right here, that that there is someone who wants to bless me. Mm. There is we have a creator and it's his desire to bless us. And so that meditation is 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 filling my mind with that scripture so that it flushes out everything that's negative and gets rid of those things that are gonna do me harm so that I can truly then be the happy, fulfilled person that my creator intended. Wow. Coach Mel, you have done it again. You are rocking well, thank you. these podcast waves with such wonderful gems of information and the word of God. You know, life works better with scripture. It's just, this is an amazing series. I had so much fun today uh, just taking scripture and walking it through. And I know that your listening audience did too. You know, we gave them an opportunity to grab their Bibles or whatever. Yes. And we you just walked us through this scripture Uh, step by step, word by word, keywords, and just really uh, was able to show us how to do it. And, you know, it's one thing to say, get out there and read your Bible. You need to study your Bible, but it's something else to show us how to do it. And you, sir, have achieved that today. (laughs) So big kudos to you. It's been great, guys. Listen, life works better uh, with Coach Mel. Life works better with scripture, but life works with Coach Mel. You need to go out there and reach out to him, lifeworks.coach. That's lifeworks.coach. And you can contact him on contactus.com. 
No, that's mine. Contact at lifeworks.coach. That's contact at lifecoach. Lifeworks.coach. That's a mouthful. But guys, go on out there and reach out to him. I'm still so hyped up about the scripture today because God just really moved and it was just really a great, 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 great time. So guys, listen, make sure you go out here and, and go back and listen to this podcast again and again. You know, this is something that, that's going to be on here and you can go back and when it's time for you to go and, and study your scriptures, you can go out and listen to this podcast so it can direct you in the right way to do it. All right, Coach Bell, any final words before we end up today? Yes, I would say, uh, listen to this podcast and listen to it with someone else yeah it was fun today wasn't it yeah so so converse <laughs> converse with the scripture with someone else and let this be a bonding experience in the spirit and i and i can promise you this you will have a more blessed time as you share your time with scripture mm-hmm. and with someone else yes Share the podcast, guys, and share this experience. Again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Life Works with Coach Mel. That's Life Works with Coach Mel. We'll see you back here next Wednesday.